another podcast sponsored by DFS Prime Lineups who continues to strive to be the best in the daily fantasy sports world. Please give our podcast a review and visit our site at www.dfsprimelineups.com and view all of our offerings. From daily cheat sheets to daily, weekly, or monthly prime picks for DraftKings or lineups for FanDuel. Take 10% off now with the promo code PRIME10. Now, let's get started with today's podcast and please be aware of the date and time it was posted as there can always be significant breaking news that can impact opinions and strategy. Episode 1 of Brian's Oh Man GPP. DFS Prime lineups.com workshop episode number one. Name is Brian V, aka ShooterFan911. That is my Xbox gamer tag, ShooterFan911. Make sure you guys add me for Xbox as well. And make sure you get in contact with me if you have any questions about the website, DFS Prime lineups.com, the number one site for premium content, DFS related for FanDuel. DraftKings, Draft, Yahoo Fantasy as well. Name's Brian V. I'm going to get into some GPP goodness. Uh, It's kind of been a cold week, unfortunately, but we're going to get right back into it and bounce back with some NFL, some MMA, and we're going to preview some NBA later on. Name is Brian V. So let's get right into it. I'm going to give you guys top five QBs, top five running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and some defense and some good plays you can put in for flex. Now, I'm going to switch back between FanDuel and DraftKings and give you guys the prices for both as well as the picks that I'm giving. So let's get right into it. All right. So top five quarterbacks. We're going to start with Russell Wilson. He is the highest price on both sites, 8600 on FanDuel, 7100 on DraftKings. I'm going to keep it honest. I love this matchup against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay itself is struggling. The offense is struggling, and the defense is struggling. His stats alone are a no-brainer and this isn't like a few years ago when Tom Brady was like $9,000 on like FanDuel and like $8,800 on DraftKings this is $7,100 this is a good price for Russell Wilson Atlanta he had almost 16 points at Baltimore actually home game apologize he almost had 16 points against Cleveland he had 29 and the Rams he had 30 now against Tampa Bay I'm not expecting any 30-point fantasy game from him, but judging by the stats here, Tampa Bay's awful defense. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game or possibly a shutout. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because Tampa Bay does like to come back and fight. And I have him projected at 20 to 25 fantasy points. I think Russell Wilson's going to go deep in the pocket. He's definitely going to throw it to his end zone targets. And also, he is definitely going to rush because he is a rushing quarterback. Not as much as Cam Newton, but he does run the ball when he has to. And that is my number one QB pick is Russell Wilson. Uh, number number two, sorry for the interruption. Number two quarterback I have is Matt Stafford. Oakland is probably one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, they do have a solid offense, but Matt Stafford, I mean, he bulldozed through the Giants. He's going to bulldoze through Oakland. I mean, it's pretty obvious that Matt Stafford is coming back right now. He's definitely get his, trying to get his head straight, especially after a few losses that he took against Kansas City, Green Bay, and Minnesota. I think Stafford is actually he could be one of the highest projected QBs, if not the highest against Oakland. I mean, come on. Even Deshaun Watson had a really good game against Oakland. And Matt Stafford, come on, Giants, 28 points. Minnesota, 33. Green Bay wasn't his best because that's his rivals. Hit a bye week in week five. In Kansas City, he had 25 points. As you can see, he is definitely averaging 
Uh, it says here 22.4. I would have to pick Matt Stafford as another lock. You can't go wrong with him. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to throw to Galladay. Galladay is his main wide receiver, by the way. People thought Marvin Jones was the, the main wide receiver. It's actually Galladay. Uh, Marvin Jones is number two wide receiver. But what happened was Galladay wasn't catching anything during that game. So that's why Marvin Jones had those four touchdowns against Green Bay. And then the next game, Galladay was getting all the points and not Marvin Jones. Um, If you want, you could probably stack this week, especially because it's going against a, a weak Oakland defense. Galladay and Marvin Jones, there's definitely not a wrong with that stack, but if you want a really, really safe stack, I would stack um, Galladay and Matt Stafford, and that is my number two quarterback. Number three is actually the next one on the list. Oh, and by the way, Matt Stafford is 6,800 on DraftKings, and he is 7,900 on FanDuel. Can't forget that. Coming at number three is Kirk Cousins, 6,700 on DraftKings, 7,800 on FanDuel against Kansas City. Kansas City. Good offense, terrible defense. Um, Kirk Cousins was actually a bust last week because I thought he was going to perform well against his old team. But before that, Detroit 32, Philadelphia 31, New York Giants 23. He doesn't have two bad games after consecutively. And Kansas City does not have a good defense at all. Um only thing that does concern me is that he is playing away game. But, I mean, against Detroit at their turf, he had 33 points. And against New York Giants on their turf, he had 24. Uh, Kansas City is going to put up points, obviously. But I think Kirk Cousins can easily throw some bombs to Diggs. Uh, Got to see if Thielen is playing. But... He's definitely going to throw some bombs to the digs for sure. And Dalvin Cook. So that's definitely a nice little stack you can put in there. Probably Dalvin Cook's a safer play, though. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I like him. I think that's my third quarterback. Not think. I know that's my third quarterback. And we'll talk about more Kansas City in a bit. But I like Kirk Cousins as a third quarterback option. So I'm going to go Kirk Cousins. It's number three. All right, so number four is also an interesting play here. But I think that it's pretty obvious why I would pick him, even though he's been very on and off. It's Aaron Rodgers against the Chargers. Kansas City, he had 30 points. Oakland, 47. He is 6,900 on DraftKings. And he is 8,100 on FanDuel. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, is just it's just a given to pick him. It's kind of hard to fade him. And him and Aaron Jones, it's a nice little stack. You can also probably stack him and um, not Geronimo Allison. Scaling even playing... Let's see here, he's questionable. Uh, let me, yeah, because of his ankle. So Aaron Jones, yeah, you could stack him with Aaron Jones, but Aaron Rodgers, safe play against the Chargers, and the Chargers lately have been terrible. They did win the last their last game, which is great, but they've been. I think there was a third game in a row where it was a close game. And it was just by a few points. And the last two they lost, but the last game they won against Tennessee. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be too much for the Chargers. Phillip Rivers is obviously a vet quarterback, but I think Rodgers has the good and better offense and defense. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to get two touchdowns at least. And uh, for DraftKings, I mean, that's a decent price tag on him. Definitely not. It's definitely hard to fade Rodgers for sure. I like him. He's my number four pick, and my number five pick. This was this was not an easy pick at all by any means. But man, oh man, it's I don't know what it is, but any team that versus Miami, 
they do some magic. I'm going to go with Sam Darnold as my number five pick. Now, I want to I want to make this clear. The number five pick is very GPP, very GPP. This is very risky, risky pick. Um, I feel as if people are still going to stack some Jets in their lineups, but Sam Darnold. I'm 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 just gonna keep it at 100. Ryan Fitzpatrick is versus his old team against the Jets. Sam Darnold did really well against Dallas. He was obviously injured most of the time. He did decent against Buffalo. Crap against New England. He had negative one fantasy points. That's just horrific. And in Jacksonville, they lost, but he had close to 16. And for his price tag at 5,900 on DraftKings, 7,300 on FanDuel. He's not a bad DraftKings GPP pick. I do not highly recommend him at all, but it, it could be sneaky. It could be very sneaky, and I think this could be his week. This could be his week where he has that breakout 25-30 performance. He has had that before in the past years ago, and... um Against the Miami defense, that's just horrible. Their offense is just horrible. I mean, the only reason they were up against Pittsburgh is because Rudolph was just throwing in the air. He was just getting shakes. He was trying to get back into his form. And they were up 14-0. They still lost. The Dolphins still lost. I mean, it's just pitiful. Pitiful. So That's my sneaky number five. I'm going Sam Darnold. Very tough decision. Um, and then, you know, I guess an honorable mention, if you want, if you want to be technical, maybe like Derek Carr or James Winston, but not too high. And I'm probably James Winston more, probably James Winston more. Seattle is a decent defense, but James Winston still somehow knows how to throw bombs. I just don't trust him. That's the problem. I don't trust James Winston. Like this is probably like one of his best years, but the past few years he's been trash. So it's very tough. But you, I don't think you can go wrong, James Winston, as an as a very risky GPP. If you're desperate kind of thing, play or Darnold. They're both very risky. Desperate place. Definitely my four that I mentioned are much safer. Wilson, Rogers, Stafford, and Cousins. Definitely a lot safer. But Winston can sneak in, but so can Darnold against Miami. A lot of quarterbacks have done well against Miami this year, so yeah. Alright, so let's get into the running backs right now. This is uh very interesting category. This is probably my favorite category, actually, because they will nab you the points. Let me tell you, they will nab you the points. Let's start with the number one pick, and it's actually a pick probably people don't expect. Maybe they do, but it's Dalvin Cook. Um, he is $9,500 on DraftKings, Okay. $9,500 on DraftKings. He is more money than Russell Wilson is on DraftKings. That's that's crazy. And Christian McCaffrey is 9700 on FanDuel, and he's ten grand on DraftKings, which I'm going to get into. Spoiler alert. But Dalvin Cook is 9000 on FanDuel. So think about that. 9500 on DraftKings, 9000 on FanDuel, Dalvin Cook. He's my number one pick. Kansas City... Has no defense. Their defense is awful. Dalvin Cook can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's very fast. He is very efficient. He can do good jukes. He is bulletproof. This man is Superman. Okay? He has, I believe, the most touchdowns in the whole team, for Christ's sake. Receiving and rushing. Dalvin Cook is the Minnesota Vikings right now. And he is a chalk play. If you fade him in any of your lineups, for whatever reason, you are fooling yourself. 
you are wasting your money and you're throwing the trash. You need him at least in one lineup. Dalvin Cook. It's pretty obvious why. And Kansas City's secondary is not looking good. And their offense is also slightly diminishing. That is what is making them their team right now. Um, Dalvin Cook, I have picked since he started every week. I've picked him every week, and he has never disappointed me once. Even when he scores the 19 points, the 13 points against Philly, I still have other plays to make up for in the line, but he's just that good. He is the Vikings team. Number one pick, Dalvin Cook. Number two is Christian McCaffrey. Now, the reason why I picked him at number two is because his matchup is a little tougher than Kansas City. However, Christian McCaffrey is, I believe, the highest scoring running back in the whole uh, league. 10,000 on DraftKings, 9,700 on FanDuel. I really don't have to explain much for Christian McCaffrey. And and I just say this, you need him in at least one lineup. He's definitely a good cash gameplay. He, and he could win you a whole GPP. But the only problem with that is you would have to build around him. And that's what we're here for. Um, he is the most expensive probably player in the whole site. And he is. He is. I just looked that up. He is the most expensive player on the whole site. He is more expensive than Russell Wilson. Okay? On FanDuel, he is more expensive than Russell Wilson as well. And that says something. I mean, this man is a point machine. PPR machine. 30.5 against San Francisco. 21.7 against Tampa Bay. 50.7 against Jacksonville. 33.9 against Houston, 30.8 against Arizona, and 45.9 against the Rams. And Tampa Bay, well, he got hurt, so it, it happens. But, man, Christian McCaffrey is just a beast. Chalk, lock him in. Do not even think about it. Pick him for that position. My third one... Oh, man. Let's see here. Mm, go with Austin Eckler, man. Austin Eckler. I like Austin Eckler against Green Bay. I like that matchup. I think the Green Bay defense is a little uh, a little shaky. And Austin Eckler is the running back for that team. Let's face it. Melvin Gordon, you had your time, my friend. You had your time. You had... You had a decent amount of points, and you had more points last week against Chicago, and Chicago has a tough defense, but, I mean, let's face it, Eckler, at the end of the day, he is the main guy on the Chargers. Not really much to say about Eckler. He will do his job. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's very quick, very fast, very mobile against Green Bay secondary, which is not the greatest. 6000 on DraftKings, that's a great price. And he is 6,500 on FanDuel. I like it, and it's a good later game pick. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. That is my number three. Now, number four would be or would have been Aaron Jones, but he's questionable. And I don't like questionable. I hate questionable. I don't like looking at it. So I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Um, Denver defense has been... Not the greatest either. Uh, now, Chubb fumbled um, twice last week. But I was against the number one defense. They're going against Denver now. Not even close to number one defense. And Chubb is going to have a bounce back game. I think from looking at this pattern here, I think he is going to have a high 20s, high 30s. First week, 11.5. Second week, 19.8. Third week, 17.1. Fourth, 42.3. Against the Niners, 10.9. Top two defenses. Seattle, top... Not top five, we'll tell you that. Seattle, 32.9. And New England, number one defense, 15.8. Chubb is going to have a bounce back game. I think he's going to have a 20 or 25 point fantasy game. 
and he's at a decent price at 7300 on DraftKings. He is 8100 on FanDuel. He's probably a better DraftKings pick. I'm going with Nick Chubb as number four. And number five is a sneaky, very GPP pick. That's what we're going to call it now. That's going to be the number five picks from now on. Hmm. If Aaron Jones is out, I'm going to have to say Jamal Williams. I think that's not even a debate on that. I mean, you see what Jamal Williams does. Green Bay just has some good weapons, and Jamal Williams, I mean, touchdown, week eight, touchdown, week seven, touchdown, week six. Week six, he had 26.6 points against Detroit. I think he had more than Aaron Jones. Jesus, I mean, this guy is a catching touchdown machine. Obviously, not as much as Aaron Jones, but he is definitely the number two. If he's the number one, he will play like he's the number one. And Aaron Rodgers likes Jamal Williams. Green Bay likes some Jamal Williams. I'm firing up some Jamal Williams right now as a number five sneaky GPP low-priced pick. Has a good ceiling of 25 to 30 if he does start. And he's 5,900 on DraftKings. We're going to see what he's on. FanDuel. Probably a really good price. There you go, 5,400. Amazing pick right there on FanDuel. Jamal Williams, number five. Like that. You could probably put him higher in that list if you really want to. But um, we're going to get right into that. Now, wide receivers. Um, as you could tell for quarterback and running back, I kind of pick the higher price guys, and then I'll pick a very low price guy. For wide receivers, the key is you got to find a very good wide receiver that can get you a good ceiling, but also a decent price. Um, and wide receivers, I'd say, is the toughest part of picking in your lineup because you need to get it exactly correct because they're going to nab the points. They're going to get the touchdowns. They're going to, you know, they can get you basically racking up and helping your lineup. So... Um, I'm going to do, I'm not going to do a top five wide receivers. I'm just going to pick five. Um, and we're going to see what we can do with these. All right. I'm going to start with the lowest wide receiver cost, lowest price. I mean, Danny Amendola, he's 4,700 on DraftKings. Wow. That's that's in, that's amazing. He's forty seven hundred on DraftKings, and on FanDuel, he is six thousand. I don't know. I like Danny some Danny Amendola against a really weak Oakland defense. Seventeen point five against the Giants. Twenty one point five against Minnesota. And then obviously his usage was garbage until Arizona when he had twenty six point four. That was his um, team highlight right there. Fire up some Danny Amendola is a really cheap wide receiver on DraftKings. That price is just incredible. And I think that ceiling can do some damage too. Um, now we're obviously going to go higher up now from Danny Amendola, but I, I really like Danny Amendola as a pick. Honestly, two and three, man. I, I don't know. I'm liking... Detroit. I'm just liking Detroit a lot. I'm liking that game a lot. I'm liking the wide receivers on there. I'm liking the points that I can rack up. I'm going to say Tyrell Williams, 5,900 on DraftKings. He's 6,300 on FanDuel. Fire some Tyrell Williams against Detroit. Uh, we talked about Marvin Jones earlier. Go, go Kenny Galladay. He is 7,700 on DraftKings. And on FanDuel, he is 7,600. I like some Kenny Galladay. Definitely. Got to pick a Tampa Bay wide receiver for some reason. You always have to pick a Tampa Bay wide receiver every week. They just rack up the points. Um, And it's really a tough decision between Godwin and Mike Evans. It really is. It it always seems to be like a pattern for some reason. It always seems to be like a pattern. Godwin's been just consistent double digits the whole season except against the Giants. 
Um, he had a 44-point fantasy point game against the Rams. Mike Evans last week had a 45-point fantasy game. Against Tennessee. Tough, man, tough. I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with Mike Evans. Like some Mike Evans right there. I think he's in a good spot. Gets Seattle. Seattle's defense isn't all that. It's his number 10 on DraftKings, but I think it's a lot lower than that. I think it's a lot higher. Posing rank. Uh, I, I like Mike Evans. I think that's my number four. Number five, he's not sneaky. Really? But, um... What to say? It's kind of tough between Metcalf and Lockett. You can't really go wrong with either one, honestly. I'm gonna go Lockett. Yeah, I'm gonna go Tyler Lockett. I think that's a given. I think you have to roster Lockett every week. This guy is just a PPR machine. Uh, seventy five hundred on DraftKings, seventy five hundred on FanDuel. Good, decent price, middle range. I like some Tyler Lockett. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Put him. So I'm going to recap this. Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans. But if, you're, if you don't like Mike Evans, you definitely do Godwin. Um, Tyrell Williams. And my sneaky play was Danny Amendola. So that's my top five for wide receivers. Tight end is honestly a shit show. Um, I don't think I even would do a top five for t- tight end because there's only three good ones I would pick. So, yeah, I'm just going to do a top three. And Travis Kelsey, I mean, is the obvious one. It's, an, it's a no-brainer. 6,900 on DraftKings. He is uh, 6,700 on FanDuel. Darren Waller is actually lower than Kelsey on DraftKings, but higher than him on FanDuel. So Darren Waller is 6,300 on DraftKings, and on FanDuel he's 6,800. But Darren Waller, Darren Waller, has had double-digit games pretty much every game this season, except two. Last week being one of them against the and Detroit secondary. And Detroit isn't a bad defense. I think they have a way better defense than Oakland for sure. But um, Darren Waller is definitely a good pick. I definitely like that game. I love that game. I like the idea of that game. I could stack probably the whole game and cash decently just by doing that. Zach Ertz. Uh, no. Vance McDonald. No. And everyone's just pretty much bums. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Greg Olson, Ebron is questionable. I don't like that. He didn't practice. No, Jimmy Graham is questionable. Then the backup for Green Bay. Yeah, we're going really further down this list. I mean, this is just insane. Yeah, it's Mercedes Lewis, I think. Very, 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 very sneaky play. Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis. Eh, I won't do it. Um, probably number three. Henry Hunter. I mean, John U. Smith. He versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's defense isn't even that great. I mean, and Delaney Walker is still out. I guess John U. Smith is the sneaky one. He'd probably be a sneaky one. So John U. Smith, but then the number three is probably Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's been uh, doing pretty good, double digits, except last game against Chicago. Chicago's a way tougher defense. Green Bay. Um, this average Hunter Henry, but I'd say the number one is probably Waller or Kelsey. Tough to pick. Waller is the better matchup, though. But Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey. I mean, the guy gets the good red zone picks. 16.3 last game. Waller had 
9.1 last game, but he had 34 before that. It kind of evens out because then Kelsey, the weekend before that, had 10.4. So, I mean, Waller is good. Travis Kelsey at his home. Um, at, When he plays at home, he's very on and off. When he plays on the road, he does better for some reason. I don't, I don't know why that is. But against Green Bay, he did pretty good. But I guess my number one would – nah, yeah, I'm going to stick with Kelsey. He's going to be number one. So we'll do that. All right. So now I'm going to get into flex positions. Um, I'm not going to go over pricing and stuff. I'm just going to pick people that I feel like are good, sneaky flex positions. So if you pick Mike Evans in as a wide receiver, pick Godwin as a flex. And if you pick Godwin as a wide receiver, you can pick Mike Evans, et cetera, flip-flop it a little bit. You don't want to do both of them in the wide receiver position because you do want to vary it out. And then you can pick – I mean, you could, you could, but then you would have to do maybe a different wide receiver, running back. Um, what I normally like to do for flex is I'll put three running backs, and it's because they can chalk up the points for over time, and they're running, and it's more consistent than the wide receiver. So Godwin's a good flex. Allen Robinson's a good flex too. Against Philadelphia, their secondary is not that great. Dylan looked good against the Jets, honestly. Uh, Keen Allen's been doing crap. No. Juju Smith-Schuster had an amazing game last week. The week six, terrible. Week five, decent. Week four, horrible. Week three, two and one, double digits. Let's pray to God he doesn't have any one point fantasy game or a nine point fantasy game so he's a good flex john brown i like john brown double digits every week not bad um and then i guess maybe some Cortland sun double digits you you want to go for double digit guys you, you always want to go for the double digit guys consistency and definitely matchups uh Derrick Henry, there it says it says he has a good matchup against Carolina, but I don't know. I think Carolina defense is kind of pissed about the last game. So Philip Lindsay, that's a decent, that's a good pick right there against Cleveland. Yeah, I like I like that. I I like some Philip Lindsay. I think that's a good one. Lashawn McCoy has been he's been awful all year, pretty much except against Baltimore. So. Baltimore and Detroit, so I'm fading that. Yeah, so I guess some good flexes are uh, Robinson. You know, Godwin, Mike Evans, Max Chubb. You throw Chris Carson in there. Just anyone that's good, anyone consistent, really. You just kind of throw them in there. Juju Smith is like, you're not really sure, but you just flip a coin. John Brown, I like some John Brown in there some good guys all right so now we're gonna make a fantasy lineup uh this is the good part so if you were hearing all this and you're just tired of me talking this is the part where we get to the fantasy lineup it's around 32 30 mark 40 mark all right so for DraftKings, all right so we're gonna do some DraftKings lineup first oh man let's see no Deshaun Watson this week on the Sunday. Makes things interesting. I'm going safe. So I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Defense. Oh, man. I totally forgot about defense, huh? Had to mention some defense plays here. Um, defense is kind of a shit show. Vikings, decent. Chiefs could be sneaky. Mm, no, I wouldn't pick Chiefs. Steelers against the Colts. Steelers have been on fire. I like some Steelers, but Colts offense has been doing really good. We could probably 
you know, I'd probably sneak some Steelers in there. I might, I might put that in the lineup, you know what I'm saying? Do a little of that, a little Steelers action. Actually, Dalvin Cook, we, he is chalk, but we're going to take him out for now. Let's see, Philip Lindsay. Hmm. Jamal Williams, yeah, put him in there. Nick Chubb, Stafford, Jamal Williams, Tyler Lockett. Got 5,000 average. Um, Go with Danny Amendola. Go with tight end. See. Yeah, you know what? No, Winston. We're gonna do Winston. He's quarterback. He's a sneaky guy, but we're we're gonna do it. Wide receiver. Fifty one hundred left. Oof. Um. Hmm. Miles Sanders, that's a that's a sneaky play. Right there. I like Jordan Howard against his old team. Yeah, that's a good one. So that is a sample lineup. Uh Winston, Jamal Williams, Nick Chubb, Tyler Lockett, Danny Amendola, Mike Evans, Johnny Smith, Jordan Howard. Steelers defense. There you go. That's something right there. Now that's a GPP uh, lineup. And this is DraftKings, by the way. That's a DraftKings lineup. FanDuel's a lot easier to make lineups, I feel like. So let's uh, get in FanDuel, make things really interesting. Again, these are sample lineups. These are going to be my final lineups. I just want you to know. Trust me when I tell you, we'd have some Dalvin Cook in in a, in a lineup. So it is going to happen. Let's see. Tyler Lockett. Tyra Williams. Here, Fonte Parker, and go with Alec Robinson, tight end. Defense, go defense first. Hmm. Cleveland at Denver, man. Denver's been horrible. I don't really know why. I really like the Steelers' defense. I really like them this week. I didn't even go over top five defenses, but I mean, I just, I just know Steelers have been on fire. And you pick them, you can afford a lot uh, more people. See, Fanduel's better. Flexibility wise, because you can now pick more. I have more salary room, man. I got 6,900 average. Go with Hunter Henry. Uh, running back. Try something here. Hmm. Oh, that is. That's interesting. That is interesting. Let's, uh,. See if we can make some magic here. Hold on. Might be able to make some magic on FanDuel. Uh, nah. Nah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Hmm. 
Sneaky play Ryan Fitzpatrick? It's QB? Oh, man? Oh, man? Uh, I don't know. Eh, nah, I'm not, I'm not that crazy. Christian McCaffrey, you know, I get rid of him. We'll put him in another laps, a different thing. Uh, Nick Chubb. Oh, I like that's a lot better. That There you go. See, now it's looking a lot better. Now we got some more flexibility here. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. He's not bad. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, 6,300 left. Uh, Jordan Howard. He's, that's a good matchup against his old team. Oh, that's tough. That's... Damn it, Danny. I, I don't know, man. I really like some Danny Amendola. Maybe get rid of Deontay Johnson. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a sneak play right there. I like Deontay Johnson. All right, so FanDuel. We got Jameis Winston, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, Tyrell Williams, Deontay Johnson, Hunter Henry, Danny Amendola, Pittsburgh Steelers right there. That's fire. You know what? No. We're going to change it up. I'm sorry. Johnny Smith is now tight end. There we go. There we go. I'm liking this better. There we go. Made a change to the sample lineup. Jameis Winston, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, Tyrell Williams, John Brown, Jonu Smith, Danny Amendola, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's fire. I like that. That's a good sample lineup for FanDuel. So, if you guys want to lock that in, you can, but that is not final. So, we did about 42 minutes, guys, of NFL now we're going to dwell into some MMA on the Old Man Episode 1 Brian V's podcast. And the weather here has been very, very terrible in New Jersey. So I do apologize for stalling. I'm trying to make sure my power isn't going out and anything. I'm trying to make sure this podcast keeps rolling and rolling. We're going to get right into it with uh, everything that's going on. So. Now, with MMA, I am not the expert. Um, so we're going to get right into the MMA stuff. Shouts to uh, MMAmania.com. Uh, I do follow the bloody elbow sometimes. DraftKings, Cody Saftik as well. And his picks and his knowledge. So, obviously, I'm just not pulling these out of my ass, these picks, but I am um, going to, you know, we're going to get it right. We're going to, we're going to get cracking. So, we're going to. We're going to get the boat moving over here with this MMA. Apologize for uh, the wait. Going to get some uh, predictions going. Do a sample lineup. This is all DraftKings, by the way. MMA is not on FanDuel. So let's see. I got some betting predictions up. I got some bloody elbow. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to 
Get this cracking. Got some good stuff over here. All right. DraftKings. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So we're going to do from bottom to top. Um, how DraftKings works is this is fight number one. That's usually the main event. And fight number 12 is the, I believe, the preliminary fights. So. All right. So let's get it cracking. We're going to go start off with Julio Arce versus Hakeem Dewadu. Hakeem Dewadu is 10-1. Julio Arce is 16-3. And, and they have Julio Arce at 7,600. Julio Dewadu at 8,600. Oh man, MMA guys, it's not easy looking up. So we have here some research right here, and the pick that is for it. Um, let's see. Now, Arce gives up a 1 inch of height and 3.5 inches of reach to Hakeem Dewadu automatically. When you hear something like that, it's not a good sign because with MMA, you definitely need the reach, you definitely need the height, and you definitely need the speed. Um, seven professional victories have come from knockouts, and that is from Hakeem. Again, hearing that, it's not a good look for Julio Arce. They're saying this is a sleeper fight of the night candidate between highly skilled strikers, both of whom boast considerable potential. Uh, my guys at MMA Mania give the edge to Dewahu. He's the harder hitter by a fair margin. Obviously has the way bigger reach advantage and looks to be more versatile striker. Um, both, both these guys have not done great in this octagon. And have unpredictability, but Duwadu superior power and Muay Thai background. Duwadu. And I agree with this. Uh, now, the other thing you can look at also is this fight log. Last fight, 95 points on DraftKings. Before that, 82. Before that, 68. And they had the loss against Henry. Julio Arce, 97, 21, 80, 66, 70. So even when Julio Arce wins, he doesn't nab you that many points. When Duwadu wins, he is going to nab you some points. Duwadu's the pick. It's pretty obvious. Uh, we got Lyman Good. He's 20-5 to five against Chance Rekintor. He is 14-3. Lyman Good is 8,400. Rekintor is 7,800 on... DraftKings. Now, be honest with you, these preliminary fights, like I said, are a lot harder to judge. So, the prices that I did give you, I said that Rankin Tour was the lesser um, cost fighter. So, Lyman Good was 20 and 5. Uh, he was the first ever Bellator's first ever welterweight champion by beating the crap out of Andrew Craig, extending his unbeaten streak to six in the process, a run in with the doping agency, resulted in a two year suspension since when Cyborg has gone one and two. So, this is the male Cyborg, by the way, Lyman Good. Tiger Shulman trained product has scored 10 technical knockouts as a professional. Chance Rankin tore 14-3, debuted on short notice last year against Bilal Muhammad, who outstruck and outwrestled Black Eagle in route to a unanimous win decision. He got back on track this past January with the submission of Kyle Stewart. That happened. Outworld top prospect Ishmael Naridov in July. And he has two inches of height and an inch of reach on good. That's a great sign. Um... Guys at MMA Mania like Rick and Tor as the pick. 
he showed a good shit against Nardev and repeatedly took him down when Mike Michelle Perez's grinder part excellences struggled to do the same. Um, someone who is ranked higher than him. So he did a lot better in terms of the last fight. While Good's a physical beast and a far better striker, I'm not sure he can keep Rekator off of him all night, considering the latter's toughness and gas tank. As far as the fight goes, stays in range. Good has a massive edge. Rekator won't let him keep it there for long, though. Should be able to grind his way to a great decision. So they got Rekator via unanimous decision. <sighs> um... Going by DraftKings, he, Damian Maya, he lost, got a zero. Saunders, he got one, he won. Uh, Zalecki's Dos Santos, he lost. And against Craig, he won 111 fantasy points. Ray Kintor beat Nardef, but he only had 54 points. Beat Stewart, he had 106, and then lost to Muhammad at eight. I'm be honest, um... Man, I would reckon towards, like, again, with preliminary picks, it's tough with MMA, and Brandon can probably vouch for me on this. They got ranking tour winning by unanimous decision. Personally, I would go Lyman Good. I think he's the safer play. But a sneaky GPP pick for lower pricing, ranking tour, because he is one of the lower-costing fighters. Um, but my prediction is Lyman Good personally. I so, saw Duadu. I went in at Lyman Good so far. I went in. All right. So the next fight we got Chuka Hagen. Um, Caitlin Chuka Hagen versus Jennifer Maya. Caitlin Chuka Hagen is twelve and two, while Jennifer Maya is seventeen and five. Kaelin Chukahagen is 8900 on DraftKings, while Jennifer Maia is 7300 on DraftKings. Uh, my friends over here at MMA Mania have Kaelin Maia winning by split decision. All right. So they say Kaelin Chukahagen won two or three as the UFC band and weight before driving to 125, where she's gotten the win in three or four appearances. Six months after a split decision, lost to Jessica I. Jessica I is not even that good, by the way. Cost her a possible tighter shot. She faced the ultimate fighter, veteran. Joined Calder 1 in May, taking home a competitive decision. Calder 1 is not even that good. She is 5 inches taller than Jennifer Maya and will have a 4-inch reach advantage. Jennifer Maya enjoyed a strong run as Invicta, flightweight champion prior to her octagon run, including successful defenses against Roxanne Mardefery. And I cannot even pronounce that name for the life of me. Uh, Agni Zeka Niazid Weeds, I believe that's how you say it. While she fell to Liz Carmuch in her Octagon debut, she's gone back track with decisions over Alexis Davis, pretty good, and therefore mentioned Mott Daffery. She's knocked down some of four professional foes apiece. Okay, that's Maya. Chugahagan's fights are never fun to pick. Her combination of high volume zero stabbing power means that her chances of victory often come down to judges' preferences. This looks to be another instance of that, as Maya is a harder hitter, but has a ha- bad habit of starting slow. I do think Maya will earn a victory, because she'll definitely land the more eye-catching shots and can keep up with Chuka Hagen's output. The question is whether she will receive the commensurate credits on side of opposition. <sighs> this fight is probably going to go decision. They have Maya via split decision. As a um, DraftKings pick, a low salary pick, I would go with Jennifer Maya. Chuga against 8,900, okay, on DraftKings. She, her last fight against Calder when she won 71 points. Lost against Jessica I, 33. Win against Davis, 61. And Romero Barella, 64. Aldana, 83. Carmucci, Lost 21, and when she beat Murphy, it was 53. Chugagan just doesn't get the points, really. She really doesn't, and Jennifer Maya gets more points even when she wins. I mean, the pricing for Chugagan's a fade itself, especially by those uh, those wins. And 
I think Jennifer Maya is going to win here. I think she's the better priced fighter. And, uh, I mean, you, you got to think about it. It says fight points per fight. Kaylin Chugain's 54.9. And Jennifer Maya is 50.8 at 7,300. That's like a big difference. Kaylin Chugain's a fade. I think she's a fade, personally. So I would go Jennifer Maya, um, GPP, and in cash, don't even play this fight at all, period. Just avoid the fight. But I I would go Jennifer Maya, too. <clears throat> I'm, gonna, I'm trying to, like, get these as fast as possible. All right, here we go. This fight is a lot easier to pick. Drazinso Rosenstruck versus Andre Arvlosky. Rosenstruck is 8,700 on DraftKings. And Arvlosky is 7,500 on DraftKings. Rosenstruck is 8-0. And Arvlosky is 28-18. and 18. Now, I know for a fact that I played Rosenstruck in the past. And this guy is a PPR machine. I do not have to go on MMAmania.com and read the explanation as to why and how he did this. And I actually did play him in this last fight. Uh, 6-22. June 22nd this year, I did play him. His name is familiar. He had 102 fantasy points against Crowder. And Albini had 95 in a, in a win. Arvlosky, 106 against Rothwell. Now, Rothwell is an old ticking time bomb, and he's just terrible. Sakai, Loss, Harris, Loss. I don't even know how you say that name. Abdurar, Harkimov, Loss. Tuvasa, Loss. Struve, 1. Albini, 1. 84, 76. Tibera, 14. Naganu, he only two points. Loss. Pretty sure he lost in 30 seconds, if that's the case. And Barnett, loss. I mean, it's pretty obvious you got to pick Rosenstruck. And he's a lot cheaper than Kalen Schugenhagen. I mean, it's just a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer to pick this guy. I think he's chalk, too. Um... Rosenstruck has the beaten speed and power. Lasky definitely has a chance between his wrestling and weird attitude for hypnotism. But Rosenstruck just looks a bit too much. He clips Art Lasky in the open mitts and puts him away from there. Yeah, that's exactly right. First round tackle knockout. I think he beats him in 30 seconds. 45 seconds. Hell, as high as I will go is a minute. Rosenstruck gets the win pretty clearly. Pretty clearly. There's no debate. Okay, next fight. We got Edmund Shabazian versus Brad Tavares. Edmund Shabazian is 8,300 salary. He is 101.3 fighting points per fight. And Tavares is 7,900 on DraftKings. And he's (sighs) 54.7 fight in points per fight. Man, it's a lot. I mean, again, this is just another easy no-brainer. Brad Tavares, again, okay, is going to get knocked out in 30 seconds to a minute. Edge Bazian is 10-0. He entered the contender series with nothing but first-round knockouts on his resume. A trend continue with a 40-second knockout of Antonio Jones during a contract. He had the chance to go the distance to get... By Darren Stewart in his debut, Darren Stewart. But went on to stop Charles Bird and Jack Marshman in a combined one minute and 40 seconds. He beat two people in a combined one minute and 40 seconds. So, what is that, like 50 seconds each around? 47, yeah, like 50 seconds each, something like that. I mean, that's... That's insane. That is insane. It's like, 50, it's, I think it's 55 seconds each. I think that's the math. That's insane. He beat two people in a combined one minute and 40 seconds. Brad Tavares has not even come close to that at all, period, during his whole career. 
He might be able to give us additional info. He's still durability. Technical adept wrestler boxing with good low kicks. And he can definitely give Shabazian issues if he gets past the first few minutes. However, Shabazian wrecks him in the first few minutes. Yup, I agree. Shabazian. Clear knockout. First round knockout. Him and Rosenstruck, you have to roster immediately. I'm going with uh, Edwin, Edmund Shabazian. All right. Next fight. We got Shane Burgos. He is 9,300 on DraftKings. Makwan Egmir Honey is 6,900 on DraftKings. Shane Burgos is 9,300. Amir Khani is 6,900. Shane Burgos is 12 and 1. Thanks for listening to another podcast sponsored by DFS Prime Lineups. Once again, please give our podcast a review and visit our site at www.dfsprimelineups.com and view all of our offerings. Take 10% off now with the promo code PRIME10. Good luck with your DFS pursuits.